Hello, I am Dr. Dao Xinli, Department Chair for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University of Traditional Chinese Medicine. And I'm James Skoyan, Senior Faculty for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University. Please join us as we explore acupuncture points and their clinical applications. Welcome. Thank you for being with us today. We are going to go through stomach. Thirty-four to stomach thirty-nine. These are very important and very useful and commonly used points in an acupuncturist repertoire. And with me is Jim Scoing. Hi, Jim. Hi, Dow. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Are you? Great, great. Just、uh, got back from China. I hope I won't have jet lag on this recording. So please make sure you wake me up if I ever fall asleep. Happy to do that. All right, so let's move forward to the first point. Stomach thirty-four, Liangqiu. Liangqiu、um, originated from Zhengzhou Jiayijin, and、uh, is the C cleft point、uh, of、uh, the stomach channel. Liang means bean,、uh, and Qiu、uh, means、uh, little hill. So the bean and a little hill means that this is a very important point, like a little dam. It's like a little dam,、um, and、uh, that is basically where that, as we know, sea cleft point is where the energy gathers, the qi and blood gathers. So that little dam is really where it gathers the energy of the channel deeply, energy of channel deeply. And、uh, so, Jim, how would you locate this point? Well, I would describe the location in two different ways. First of all, using a more traditional description of the point being located on a line,、uh, basically starting from the lateral proximal border of the patella and extending to the anterior superior iliac spine. And then I would say it's also between the rectus femoris muscle and the vastus lateralis muscle. Now those、uh, purport that、uh, line between the bony structures and the location between muscles places it on the stomach channel, and、uh, then we need to、uh, locate a tutsun proximal measurement to the lateral superior border or lateral proximal border of the patella. Another way to look at it uh, is to uh, locate that tutsun unit. At the musculotendinous junction of the rectus femoris muscle. So, in other words, after locating the lateral border of the patella, I'm palpating just proximal to that on the stomach line, at the junction where the muscle and tendon begin, and I'm needling, of course, then into the muscle. Excellent. And I would just want to add something that <clears throat> almost all the ancient texts did talk about the two twin measurement. But interestingly enough, in the Beiji Qianjing Yaofang, which is written by Doctor Sun Simiao, he actually discussed about how that Liangqiu is actually three twin、uh, from the junction, from the, the lateral proximal edge of the patella.、Uh, so, just want to bring that into attention, even though this is not what we recognize today, but it is in the ancient texts such、um, description have exist. So for the action of、uh, the point is that the anchoe、um, regulates stomach. It descends reversals. It's used to disperse wind and stop dampness. 
um, and it does activate channel and activate the low point. And since uh, it's a C cleft point of the stomach channel, as you know, C cleft point tends to be used for acute conditions. So um, getting rid of helping with acuteness of stomach channel problems such as uh, stomach uh, pains, um, uh, one of the most commonly used points for that. Um, and then there are other things that is useful. Since it has the uh, channel and low activating function, it also deals with some um, basic joint issues. Um, and it does also can descend stomach fire, disperse knots. So for breast issues, it also has been known to be used for breast issues. Uh, so this is just some traditional contemporary actions. Let's uh, move on to indications. Jim, what would you um, use these uh, this point for? Okay. Uh, as a local point, I would use it for uh, pain around the knee, superior or proximal to the knee. Uh, as a distant point, again, using the characteristics of a she-cleft point uh, for acute conditions and often painful conditions. I like this for acute epigastric pain or pain in the stomach area. Um, in addition to pain, it could be used to treat distension in that area. Now, just a, a point to um, the indication by pain. Normally, as I mentioned, it would be acute pain. But if it's a chronic recurrent condition with uh, frequent discomfort, comfort in that area, and I'm palpating the epigastric region, even if it's chronic recurrent, um, I'll uh, needle this point if there's tenderness in the epigastric region and expect there to be an immediate relief of that tenderness on palpation, again, even if it's chronic. Okay, so epigastric pain. Yeah, I would just add on that also has been known to use for uh, breast uh, mastitis issues as well. Um, I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly on some of the things that you uh, spoke about. And I would say in some of the research, um, this uh, point has been uh, done, has been done a lot of research for acute gast gastralgia, as well as for um, acute diarrhea conditions. Um, it seems to uh, be uh, really helpful in these uh, two situations, two conditions. Let me ask you, Dow, a moment. Let's quick question. When you're thinking of the breast, are you thinking because it's a would be a distant point for stomach channel pathology, stomach channel traveling through the breast? Yeah, I think it's I think it's the channel um, tra traverse, the stomach channel traverse through the breast. So for any kind of acute conditions, as you know, mastitis can be very burning, very red, and very painful. So I think any kind of acuteness type of situation with stomach channel, including mastitis um, uh, situation, could be uh, useful. Very good. And Let me add another sure, in indication ahead. I wanted to mention. Uh, as a remote point, uh, this has been somewhat reliable, not always, for uh, anterior neck pain for me, relating to a, a muscular lesion of the sternocleidomastoideus. Now, the sternocleidomastoideus can be viewed as related to the Yangming channel, the stomach and large intestine channel, and the she cleft point seems to be somewhat useful for uh, painful conditions involved with neck rotation, pain being on the anterior side. I'm, huh. I'm explaining mainly as a she cleft point. Okay. Yeah, that, that I don't think has been documented as fully 
for that condition, but that's very interesting. Um, that would be my clinical indication. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. I, I like it. I like it. Um, and as for point combination goes, it's combined in many different ways for different things. For example, uh, for um, the uh, knee joint problem, you can combine this point along with Xi'an point, along with uh, your Chu Chen and uh, point, uh, liver channel point, to treat knee problems. You can also combine with CV12 Zhongwan and pericardium 6 Neguan, as well as stomach 36 for acute stomach pains. You can also uh, combine for uh, ulcerative um, yeah, ulcers of the stomach. Same thing, you can use CV12 and pericardium 6, and this time you can add spleen 4 um, into the combination for gastric and duodenal ulcers. So these are just some of the comb- combinations, so as you can see, where the main focus has been and is a stomach issue and local joint issue of the knee. And Jim, how uh, would you uh, needle this? Um, I tend to needle this one in an oblique direction, uh, basically starting again at the muscle tendon, tendinous junction of the rectus femoris and needling into the muscle. So I'm uh, using it often with the intention of directing the chi in a proximal direction on the stomach channel to treat pain in the epigastrium. And I'm needling it uh, essentially one sun, and if possible, 1.5 sun deep. That's great. And you can max out this point as well, um, for especially when you have acute stomach pains, uh, especially actually cold type, especially cold type. And in the classics, you can see this point being well um, described in Zhenzhou Jiaijin, Zhenzhou Dacen, and Taiping uh, Sen Huihuan. Interesting enough, in Zhenzhou Dacen, it actually talk about uh, this point can be used when the foot turns cold, and there's if there's a major fright, and uh, as well as for breast swelling pains. And so that's um, I think that's kind of the summary of this point. Uh, do you got anything else to add before we move forward to the next point? I think just to reemphasize that for me, it would be a main point, as you mentioned, for pain in the epigastric region. I've been very happy to be able to have a point that reliably relieves discomfort in the epigastric region, which presents sometimes in an acute form, as I'm, uh, as we've seen in the clinic. Very good. So let's move on to the next point, stomach 35. Uh, stomach 35 is commonly used point for a lot of knee issues, and this point is called dubi. And sometimes it's also known as Wai Xiyan. Uh, Dubi is basically the nose of a calf, a nose of a small cow. And uh, so the knee uh, appears, especially the kneecap, appears like a little nose of a small calf. That's why this point is called the nose of this calf. And sometimes it's also called Wai Xiyan, means the eye of the knee. And Wai Xiyan means the lateral side, the outer side. Um, and if the inner side, we call the Nei Xiyan, okay? So at this juncture, we are more particularly focusing on the uh, inner side. But a lot of times, uh, you will find that when we discuss about indications, when we discuss about actions, 
Actually, both legal and medial side share very similar actions and indications. Um, yeah. So how would you, uh, um, locate this point? Well, the, the most common location is based upon a flexed knee joint. So the knee is flexed, we'll say approximately 90 degrees or close to 90 degrees. And in that position, it's first of all easier to needle into a depth, uh, especially perpendicular. But using that location, I'll describe it in a depression inferior to the patella and lateral to the patellar ligament, okay? I want to mention, however, it can be needled a point in that area directly described as inferior to the patella and lateral to the patellar ligament, also with the knee straight, and there are some clinical indications for that application as well, but primarily the knee is flexed. Excellent, and as action goes, Doobie is being used to disperse wind, relieve damp, opens up, and provide flexibility and lubrication to the knee joint part in particular. It activates the channels and collaterals. It reduces swelling and stop pain. Um, is the one of the most commonly used pair of points in treatment of knee joint issues. Knee joint issues. Obviously, um, Jim, what would you uh, use this for besides uh, knee issues? Well, I'm going to mention a couple of indications, but the first is repeating what you're saying, knee pain and swelling, usually related to problems in or around the knee joint. And uh, I'd like to actually then, um, because of your long trip to China, challenge you to stay awake <laughs> by saying, I, I like this one not only for the uh, Yang Ming channel, the foot Yang Ming stomach channel, so lateral knee pain, but even also when there's pain on the medial side, and I could even uh, expect uh, discomfort and pain on the medial side to be affected by this. Of course, through channel theory, because the foot Yang Ming and the foot Tai Yin have a Yin Yang or Yang Yin relationship in that sense. So treating lateral and medial knee pain and or knee joint pain with this point can be useful. I do want to mention as a second main indication, for me it's a favorite point for elbow pain, also based on channel and collateral theory, the use of the foot Yang Ming to treat hand Yang Ming problem, but also a problem on the lung channel can be addressed with this, uh, this point as well in the elbow. So essentially knee and elbow problems with stomach 35. Interesting. I would add on to it that it uh, <clears throat> also has been used for gout, um, as well as uh, lower extremity uh, numbness and tingling for some uh, conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, as combination goes, point combination, obviously, combining the medial and external xi and both are really useful and frequently you treat both at the same time. And electrical acupuncture tends to be applied to both points, and that would be used for all type of uh, knee issues. Uh, or you know you can combine with other points. You don't have to combine the uh, the knee xi, and you can combine, for example, with um, uh, gallbladder thirty four, stomach thirty six type of point to help the tree knee as well as below the knee issues. Um, and uh, you could also add uh, Wei Zong, uh, bladder uh, 40, Chen Sun, bladder 57, to help to activate qi, activate blood. And uh, for any kind of um, uh, knee problems, any kind of uh, um, even uh, muscular uh, strain problem around the knee. So um, uh, that's a very 
very good combination for that. How would you needle it? Well, uh, again, as it's often used for a, a deeper structure, the, the knee joint itself, I tend to want to needle it perpendicularly and in the direction of bladder 40 or weight zone. And the needle depth can be between one sun and two sun. Now, that location is dependent on the knee being uh, flex, the knee joint being flex. It can, you can't reach that depth if the knee is straightened. So with the flex knee, I'm angling the needle towards bladder 40 and penetrating uh, through the skin and then proceeding slowly to get that depth or to get the, uh, a depth uh, um, based upon the structure of the knee. Um, I do want to mention that I'll occasionally needle it for a problem related to the patella ligament, uh, an irritated ligament. In other words, pain often located and inflammation under the kneecap or under the patella. Then I'll need it oblique, often towards nasian or the opposite side. So I'll needle it and connect two points with one needle. Uh, in that case, it's an oblique uh, needle insertion where I direct uh, the needle under the patella ligament and occasionally combine it with a second point, subcutaneous, connecting two points locally for the patella ligament. And um, there are some uh, texts that talk about moxa and not moxa at the same time. Um, but clinically, we have used moxa for this point as well. For mostly arthritic cold type of conditions, and, um, and in the classics, um, we will see this well represented and well described in many different texts, such as Neijin Su Wen, such as Neijin Xi, um, uh, Neijin Lin Su. Um, and actually in the, in the Su Wen, you talk about be careful when you needle this area. If you needle and you allow the fluid to come out, then you can cause damages to the knee. Um, and Yaohuang even go yeah. all the way to say, hey, you know, if you got swelling, don't needle it, just uh, moxa. Uh, but the truth is, today, if you do it properly, needling is advisable, so is moxibustion. Both are very advisable. Yeah. Now, Dao, are you, when you're using moxa, are you using a moxa cigar, or are you doing the needle and then a, a moxa on the needle? Yeah, most people, what I do know is most people do maksa on the needle itself, the masa kong on the needle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But there are situations where you just do maksa and you don't even do any needling. Yes. Good. Thank you. Um, shall we go to stomach 36? Yes, but don't forget uh, stomach 35 for the knee, Dao. I know you've had a long trip, but I want you to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as well as for the elbow. Don't forget that. I think you told yes. me that, too. <laughs> yes, they're very good. All right, let's go to stomach 36. Uh, Zhu Sanni. Uh, this is probably one of the most, if not the most popular use point in acupuncture. Uh, Zhu Sanni uh, originates from the Huangdi Neijin uh, Lin Su uh, Ben Su chapter. It has so many different names to it. Other names are Gui uh, Xie, uh, Ghost Point, Xia San Li, Lower San Li, Xia Ning, the lower, um, lower hill, or San Li. So there's, you know, just all different, po all different names to this point. Um, and, uh, is a Hersey point of the stomach yaming channel. 
and is also the stomach, uh, well, is a stomach lower Hersey point as well, besides the Hersey point. And, uh, um, and it's very widely used. And, uh, the reason why the name is Susani is because it's about three turn below, um, the knee, um, basically below the knee, the eyes of the knee. Uh, that's why I call this, uh, Susani, Susani. So that's a name for it. Um, do you have anything else to add to this? Yeah, I would like to add a little bit about the location. Uh, you just mentioned the three sun unit is relatively important, but I tend to, um, I want to make two points here to location. One in terms of its distal location to stomach 35. Um, I tend to locate it by the muscular anatomy and locating the proximal, uh, uh, aspect of the tibialis anterior muscle and basically making sure I locate that proximal aspect and needle uh, just uh, distal, if you will, to the tendinous part of the muscle. So I'm in muscle itself. That's important for me. Uh, the second point, I'm at the horizontal midpoint of the muscle. So if I divide that muscle horizontally in half, I'm looking for that midpoint. Now, I mentioned that because I've been around uh, practitioners with a lot of experience, especially Chinese practitioners, who often have needled that point uh, a little medial to that, closer to the bone, if you will. And I know there's other practitioners who emphasize that as the main meaning. So I'll mention that as well, but I tend to seek the midpoint of the muscle and that first point into the muscle on a, uh, on a, a prox, uh, on its proximal aspect. And I mentioned that one last point here, Dal, is I have had the chance to treat patients with muscle atrophy and uh, atrophy due to a neuromuscular condition, as well as to a stroke where the muscles uh, receded, so to speak, and, and uh, the, 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 the three sun unit measurement from stomach 35 is was just realistically useful. It puts me into the tendon of the muscle. So I try not to stick by a three sun measurement because of the differences in the anatomy that could occur in a patient with a problem of the leg. So I'm seeking the muscle and dividing it in half at the horizontal midpoint. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, 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 and it makes sense to me, um, but may I ask, I mean, what's the yes. reason why you are hitting the muscles compared to less muscles? Is because, it just because of the duchy sensation. Yeah. Because if I'm needling into a tendinous part, I can't get the same duchy sensation as I can if I'm in the muscle. And uh, for me, the duchy sensation is that uh, that distension, or if you prefer heaviness as a translation, uh, that often will lead to a feeling down the leg as well as on the top of the foot. Okay. If I get the tendon, I don't get that feeling. If I get the tendon, I get a local sharp feeling or a slightly uncomfortable feeling. It's not as uncomfortable as needing that one of the shorter tendons of the perineal muscles. But I'm looking for that duchy sensation. And I have found for me that that has been led to the most effective clinical result. So I'm looking for muscular anatomy to locate that point. I find very few points in tendons themselves. And so that's why I'm going after that description. I see. And us looking at actions for this uh, stomach 36 point, there are just many of them. First of all, the most important that this, the action is to strengthen spleen and harmonize stomach. It raises the true chi. It replenishes the source. It activates the channel and collaterals. 
it helped to open the descending and ascending function of the spleen and stomach. It regulates your blood. It tonifies the deficiencies. It sedates stomach heat. It prevents diseases. So there's many, many different actions uh, for uh, this particular point. And uh, because we do know that stomach is the sea of grains, is a sea of nutrition. So without this, you know, the whole body will depreciate. So this point really facilitate our body's ability to assimilate and take in better nutritions that in turn is going to help our body to heal, uh, our body to get healthier much uh, quickly, much easier. Uh, That's so, a good description. Yeah, it's really that regular. But I do want to let you know that it also used for damp, water dampness, because anything we do to help the transformative activity can do that. And also, stomach 36 is on the stomach channel, yummy channel that's full of qi and blood. So it's very good to be used for both tonification of qi and blood. So for almost all type of deficiency conditions, it's been extremely, extremely useful. Um, on top of it, this is a point that can be also used for flame damp. Um, so anything kind of lung issues, a lot of congestions, uh, a lot of flame, a lot of cough, you can also use this point. Um, and uh, you can also use this point for lower extremity paralysis. Obviously, this is a very common use point in that situation. But anyway, spleen and stomach is the after heaven. Uh, the source of after heaven. If the after heaven is strong, then the qi and blood will be strong. If the qi and blood will be strong, in and yang normally will be harmonized. Okay, so um, that is uh, my little spill on the action of this point. <laughs> um, sorry, I went on and on just because it's just amazing. I think you have a hard task next. What is this point indicator for? Well, first of all, I think you came up with a pretty good description of all the uh, actions there, so that makes it easy. I'll basically say many, many deficiency indications from uh, deficiency-type bleeding when the spleen chi is not holding blood in its uh, vessels, uh, also to spleen chi deficiency symptoms or organ-specific from everything from borborygmus or rumbling sounds belly to loose stool diarrhea, especially of a chronic nature. But as you mentioned, uh, it could be used for uh, excess conditions of dampness of the spleen, stomach, and that includes constipation, perhaps, from an excess nature, or perhaps uh, abdominal discomfort of a moderate degree. So there's a quite a wide range of symptoms which you mentioned. I, I don't want to forget to mention nausea and vomiting. And I don't want to forget to mention also questions related to thirst or symptoms related uh, to the stomach's ability to to be the source of fluid. So even a, a thirst condition or mouth dryness might be an issue that could be treated with stomach 36. Yeah, it's wonderful. And definitely I would agree with you. And there's just hundreds and hundreds of conditions and symptoms this point can be used for. Uh, not just for stomach uh, digestive issue. You can also use in gynecology, in irregular mm -hmm. menstruations, and abnormal uterine bleeding, uh, PIDs, um, impotence, mm -hmm. uh, nocturnal emissions, uh, even using some rash situations, using hepatitis situations, 
啊、uh, ，gender situations, oral canker sore situations. So it's many different things. This、uh, point has been、uh, really been known to useful. And you know, in our modern world, we have found that this stomach three six point can be useful almost any type of chronic or acute gastritis, ah,、uh, hepatitis, duodenal issues, even pancreatitis, high blood pressure, um, headaches. Schizophrenia, useful arterial sclerosis,、um, allergic or bronchial asthma,、uh, decreasing white blood cells, sciatica. I mean, you name it; it's probably useful. Almost every type of condition, every type of condition. But I have to stress that mainly is very useful for deficiency condition, but it does not limit to deficiency conditions, though. I would say seventy-five, eighty percent of time, that is used mainly for deficiency conditions. That I would agree with you. There's one more indication which you didn't mention, and so I'm going to mention it as、uh, an indication based upon channel and collateral theory, and that is to treat、uh, elbow pain around the area of Shosan Li or large intestine ten. More specifically, a problem related to the extensor digitorum、uh, muscle on the elbow, or the extensor carpi radialis muscle. Both of those are possible, and then I could use that for elbow pain, something like the lateropicondylus or the common name tennis arm pain. Well, you're right, and then the hand sunny point is very similar to it's the analogous of the you know the first sunny point. So they tends to be combined together for systemic issues. So I have to agree with you, and、uh, I would say stomach thirty six is widely used for prevention of diseases, especially moxa. You can also needle it. So I, you know, want to also really plug this in because you know when a patient comes in, and especially for example, you know the winter season is upon us. So therefore. You may want to start looking at how I can use the stomach thirty six more often to stimulate the patient's immune system、uh, going through this uh, winter uh, cold and flu season. Very good.、Um, point combination. Oh, there's so many. I'll just、uh, focus on a few.、Uh, stomach thirty six combined with stomach twenty five, spleen six, even bladder twenty three point and liver two point. Uh, is used to regulate both liver and spleen, tonify qi and blood, and is used to treat、uh, excessive menstruation and palpit and and palpitation.、Um, we can also combine this point with stomach thirty six, large intestine eleven, and spleen six to strengthen spleen and to dissolve phlegm, especially in situation of dizziness and vertigo situations. We can also combine a stomach thirty-six with stomach thirty-four, liver fourteen, pericardium six, as well as gallbladder twenty-one to clear and sedate heat in the blood, to pacify the liver and to regulate qi, to open up the chest to benefit the qi as well. And you can use these particular points to treat mastitis issues. Mastitis issues. Another combination is to add san ji xu or your stomach thirty seven, san yin jiao spleen six. Some of these points for um, energetic um, functions are very good for post abdominal surgery for post 
uh, stomach surgery to help to reduce the pain. And the last combination I want to share with you is, again, combining with gallbladder 34, liver 2, to help to regulate spleen stomach, help to regulate liver and gallbladder, dissolve uh, damp, dissolve and clear damp heat. On and on. There is so many different combinations. There is no way we can go through all of them. Uh, but just to let you know that this point is very, very important point for many, many different uh, conditions and issues. Well, I'd like to tell you about the needling method and the depth. If you tell me, if you answer a question for me about the moxla, okay? So I'll start with the depth. I needle this one, generally speaking, perpendicularly, and I'll needle it one sun to, to 1.5 sun deep, okay? So that's the depth of it. Now, my question on you is, do you ever use direct moxa at stomach 36, direct scarring moxa at stomach 36? I've heard that that could be a useful method for affecting the body. Yeah, that has still been used. Uh, that's been used in the old days. And nowadays, there is actually a technique, what I call the insane moxa. It's basically using as thin as the incense and actually press against the skin, the tissue, and creating actually a slight burn. And that is a way to also help for prevention. Mm -hmm. Now, are you getting a blister there? No, you don't. You just get a little like gentle burn really quickly. You don't get a blister um, because the incense is so small. The burn is really quick. It's more like a little indentation. And imagine you're protecting yourself from getting kicked in the face when you're doing that. Well, absolutely. I mean, I would imagine, Jim, <laughs> you don't want to put your face right in the uh, range of that foot. Um, but uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, uh, these these I've seen it done in Nanjing. Uh, you and I have been Nanjing together. Um, yep. You yep. know, they, they have used this point. I have seen it. Uh, because, you know, in a room, there was a big stove, like a little fire stove, can put an incense in really quick and take it out and just, you know, mm -hmm. you know, just ash moxa. Yeah. Uh, very, very yeah. interesting technique. Well, thanks for that answer. I have one more question on you with stomach 36. Is there any condition which in which you would not use that point? One condition, one theory, one pathological condition where you would say, I'd never use stomach 36 for that point, for that condition? Uh, not really. I have seen a lot um, of different conditions. There's literally, I mean, there are some situations where you talk about, like, for example, in white type BL, you talk about, like, if you are above 30 years old, okay, mm -hmm. you need to max up stomach 36 instead of needle. If you need or stomach 36 is too strong, you may sedate, you may drain chi and blood. Mm -hmm. So why type B or talk about moxa is the best way after 30 years old for this point. I have never seen what that it, happen. But yeah, this has yeah. uh, been described in white type B, okay. for example. So you have also not seen a patient sedated with stomach 36? Oh, no, no. You mean the sedation technique? Oh, yes. No, I, mean, I, I mean adversely treated. Adversely treated. Oh, no. I have not seen that. I yeah. have not seen I that. I haven't any. either. The only time, though, interesting in that is that sometimes, because such a strong point, faint teen needles may occur for people who is very sensitive to needle for the first time. And that I have seen. That I've seen. 
Okay. Uh, but uh, if you look at all the classics, oh my God, I mean, it's, it's just fully, fully loaded. There is like going to uh, looking at indication, looking at locations to a point where unique situation, like for palpitation, for deficiency, but for restlessness as well, uh, for cholera, uh, for abdominal distensions, uh, for, you know, pains, for body fever, for manic, um, mastitis. Just, there's so many things they describe in the classics. So mm-hmm. as you can see, it's a pretty, pretty effective and pretty useful and pretty safe point uh, for many, many different conditions. Yes. Anything else to add on Stomach 36 before we move on to Stomach 37? Let's move on to Stomach 37. All right. Sang Ji Xu, Stomach 37, originates from Huangdi Neijing Lin Su, Ben Su Pian. We do see it in Qianjing Yifang. And uh, sometimes, uh, for example, in Neijing, it actually have a different name. It's called Ju Xu San Nian. There's also alternative names such as Sanlin or Zhu Sanlian or Julin Sanlian. Uh, stomach channel point is a lower Hersey point of the large intestine. And uh, Sanji Shi means upper, Ji means giant, Shi means empty. So is this in this big area, I think it's indicating anatomically, is it in this big space between some of these tendons and the bones. And uh, maybe you can talk more about that when you go into the uh, anatomic, um, you know, depression sure. and uh, basic descriptions. But anyway, uh, this point is Sanjishi um, means uh, large, um, uh, upper, large uh, emptiness. Uh, so, Jim, how would you locate this? <clears throat> well, uh, again, uh, we're given a six son uh distal to stomach 35 measurement in, in our, our modern textbooks. And uh, that's um, a useful location. But again, I, I tend to prefer the anatomical location. So I'm measuring and locating and palpating the tibialis anterior muscle and measuring it from its proximal to its distal end, the proximal end being stomach 36 and the distal end being stomach 39, and then I'm dividing it in half. So it's at the uh, vertical midpoint, if you will, from stomach 36 to stomach 39 on the channel and the midpoint of the tibiosanterior muscle. So six stone measurement or the anatomical measurement. And since this is a Hersey point of the large intestine, lower Hersey point, so this point comparatively to stomach 36 is used a little bit more for intestinal issue, though both point is very much interchangeable. You can treat it for stomach issues, but this point tends to be more for treating more even deeper and more internal organs such as uh, uh, large intestinal issues. The action is to regulate and harmonize intestines and stomach, activate gene, activate low. Uh, opens up the intestines, um, facilitate relieving of the stagnancies, regulate spleen and stomach, regulate channel chi. So uh, quite a bit of uh, action on this one. And how would you treat it? 
The indications for me, again, as you mentioned, intestinal problems, especially for me, and uh, to be honest, I tend to find it most effective with diarrhea rather than constipation, and I like to use it with excess conditions more, such as damp and heat-caused diarrhea or food stagnation-caused diarrhea, although if I had the right combination with other points, I could use it for deficiency type. So, mostly diarrhea, and now that I get this chance to quiz you again, or no, I won't do that this time. I'll quiz you on the next one. But basically, what I want to add is a, a brief story, if you allow me. I'll stay within a minute's time here and do it fast. Is that over a number of years, I've been a clinic supervisor uh, for interns in acupuncture. And I remember one case where I told a, a, a student, because I was very busy with other patients, to go needle a certain point on the uh, large intestine channel for a shoulder problem. It might have been large intestine four, large intestine five. And uh, then I went into the room to check on the patient, and I noticed that the student had not needled large intestine four or five, like I said, but he needled stomach 37. And I asked him, why do you needle stomach 37? He says, because you told me to do stomach 37. Of course, uh, I don't believe I told him to do stomach 37, but the end result is his shoulder pain was tremendously relieved. So here's my point. Uh, stomach 37, I'll use as the lower hussy point for the large intestine. Lower hussy points for me are usually for foo points or foo organ points or the yang organ point. But I have found that the lower hussy points also treat channel problems related to the corresponding organ. So in this case, stomach 37 for me is a quite a useful point for acute shoulder pain on the large intestine channel. Now, I know you're going to tell me about stomach 38, but I'm going to ask you to wait until we get to stomach 38. Is that okay? Okay, but uh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's a very good discovery. Um, yes. Yeah. But, you know, I, so, I would say that uh, in my training, you know, this point can be used for both diarrhea and constipation. And I think mm-hmm. only it depends on your technique. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, But it's very wise, you, widely used for, for example, acute uh, bacteria, dysentery, um, you know, colitis, uh, appendicitis kind of situations. Um, and it's actually, it's been researched to show that uh, the Sanjishi and Tian Su point both has very strong immunological function. It really uh, increases natural killer cell levels, increases the conversion rate of the lymphocytes. Um, it does several things that it strengthens the macrophage functions. Um, so, mm-hmm. and uh, some of these tests are done on rabbits. And the way they do it is they actually do um, electroacupuncture with Sanjushi combined with Tiansu, which is stomach 25. When these two points are combined in a rapid situation, it seems to help dramatically of the uh, immune function. So interesting to know about that. Yes, yes. Um, right. You know, do realize that we are different, humans are different animals, but there may be some similarity in, in how the points uh, react. Yes. Um, another thing I want to just share that it's also very good to uh, reduce pains, uh, especially anything that cuts through the skin. So this is a uh, one of the uh, highly used point for abdominal surgery, for example, for whatever reason that it has some energetic functions much stronger than 
a lot of a lot of different uh, points. Hmm. A lot of different points. I didn't know that. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, uh, children in children when you have diarrhea or poor appetite, uh, this can also be uh, very much uh, widely used for that. Yeah. Very um, good. So, in the sense of food combination, uh, not food combination. Did I say food combination? I'm into food now. Uh, point combination. Um, <laughs> you would add uh, stomach 37 with stomach 25 and large intestine 11 to treat bacteria dysentery. You could uh, uh, add uh, sanjiao uh, 6 uh, combined with da chang su, uh, the da chang su point uh, to treat constipation. You can add this point with stomach 25, CV12 for acute abdominal pains. You could add Sanji Shi uh, combined with stomach 25, pericardium 6, lunch test 11, spleen 4 to treat dysentery, abdominal distension, and abdominal pains. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to add? No, you mentioned some good combinations there. Great. How would you needle this point? Well, I will. I will. Actually, there is one more combination I recommend. Uh, could you see me needling the uh, points, the three lower hussy points for the gastrointestinal tract, stomach 36, stomach 37, stomach 39? Could you see that application by diarrhea? Have you have you done it? Uh, I would imagine yes, yes. you could do it. Yes. But w- would you do it like on one side, unilaterally? Well, this is a, it's not my original idea. It's from the, the relatively famous acupuncturist Van Guy, the father of French acupuncture, who suggested using three lower hussy points for that. And I, and I have seen it useful. I use it on uh, both sides in a very protracted case of diarrhea, a very stubborn case. So the, th- the stomach 36, the lower hussy point for the stomach, stomach 37, lower hussy point for large intestine, stomach 39, the lower hussy point for this small intestine. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so you can moxa this point. Um, has been known that you can also use moxa and classics. Describe this point uh, tremendously. Um, and, uh, for example, one teenager talk about for in- large intestine issues, especially in the wintertime. Um, when there's a lot of pain in the large intestine, this point can be definitely used for that. Um, and for any kind of bone pains and uh, bone mirror issues, uh, that um, this point has been also used. So there's a lot of documentation in uh, Neijing, in Qianjin Yanghuang, and Zhenzhou Dachu as well. You got anything else to add before we uh, no, that, finish this point? That was thorough. Okay. That was thorough. All right. So let's go to stomach 38. Stomach 38, Tiaokou. Uh, it originates from Zhenzhou Jiaijin. Uh, again, stomach channel point. Tiao means long, <clears throat> length, long. Kou means space or emptiness. So this point, of obviously, the name of this point denotes a certain anatomical feature here, in which I'll let you uh, talk about that. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, um, it's uh, um, also a useful point. And how would you locate it? Well, I'll stick with the 8 sun uh, distal to stomach 35 description. And um, again, at the horizontal midpoint of the muscle for now. Okay. All right, and um, uh, let's move on to um, its action. Uh, this point is um, has an action of soothing the tendon, activating the low point, regulate qi, harmonize the middle. 
disperses the wind pathogen, disperses the cold and damp pathogen. Um, and I think I talked about regulating qi and blood. It can be also used for calf uh, problems. Also can be used for um, um, uh, shoulder joint issues. Um, and it has uh, not only soothing tendon issue, it also activates blood. So I use it a lot for shoulder problems, of course. This is a well-known point for shoulder problems. Uh, I would like to say that it could be useful for specifically a problem with shoulder bursitis, a subacromial deltoid bursitis. And uh, many use this point, I believe, for an adhesive capsulitis. I think uh, it can be affected there as well. And there's some suggestion it might be helpful in certain cases where there's a um, uh, contractors or tightening of the uh, subscapularis muscle. So shoulder pain and limitation motion, especially related to abduction. I want to add that it also have known to use for tonsillitis uh, okay. for some particular uh, situations. And in point combination, uh, you can uh, very frequently add large intestine 15 January into the mix for uh, shoulder problems. You can add uh, large intestine 15 and bladder 57 to add for shoulder problems as well. Uh, you can add stomach 36, um, bladder 57 to clear heat, cools blood, and use for heat um, in the bottom of the foot, the sole. And you cannot stand for a long period of time. That's also very good for that. Um, let me see what else. Um, you can also add, uh, let me see, uh, uh, Tiao We can add, uh, uh, basically San Yin Jiao, for example, to treat the, the calf, the coldness of calf when there's a lot of spasm. You can also use that point for that. How would you needle it? Okay. Concentrating on the shoulder. Um, I want to mention a earlier instruction of depth, the kneeling depth with this point, was bladder 57 deep until I reach bladder, uh, wait a minute, stomach 38 deep until you reach the depth of the bladder 57. Now, that means essentially very deep, okay? So I usually don't needle it that deep, but that was one of the suggestions that it need to be needled deep to get the most effect from it. Uh, second point is I was uh, instructed to treat this primarily on the contralateral side uh, to be most effective. Uh, I have ever, however, found it to be just as useful on the ipsilateral side. So, would so you ever Would you ever electrical acupuncture that point with a local point for shoulder problem? Uh, generally speaking, I think that would be an I, I think it would be an idea. I tend to use the electro, which we haven't talked about much, uh, with local needling. So I might do local needling at the shoulder, just a basic uh, uh, triple heater, Sanjiao 14 and large intestine 15, for example. I might direct those to heart one with the arm slightly abducted for the shoulder joint and then the distant bladder 57. So I tend to use the electro uh, locally or the two needles that are required for the electro uh, in the tissue affected and not as much on the distal point. And um, uh, classics, it uh, really talk about how this point is used for calf, point, calf pains, how this point can be used for shoulder, knee problems, 
um, again, very widely uh, described uh, point for a lot of this musculoskeletal pains. Yeah. You know, now, uh, I wanted to mention, and this is an important point for me, that stomach 38 is effective for the shoulder and can be clinically quite useful, especially if the shoulder is moved or can be moved either actively. Uh, that means the patient moving his shoulder in different directions, abduction, lateral rotation, etc., or passively, and that's important because I've experimented with it in patients with shoulder problems, needling the point with the patient relaxed and not moving the joint, and afterwards I didn't or have not uh, consistently noticed a significant improvement. But when it was needled and the shoulder was moved, then I've seen it have its dramatic effect. I actually agree with you. I think this is one of those distal motility points where you're needling and while you're moving the joint. Uh, yes. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think uh, I, I, I have done that and have seen some very uh, interesting, very, very surprising results. Uh, yes. Anything else to add to uh, no. uh, this uh, beautiful point? Let's go on to stomach 39. Okay, so let's move on from telco to xia ju xi. Xia ju xi is stomach 39 and again originates from the Yellow Emperor's Lin Su. And, uh, it's also named as Ju Xu Xianian. It's also named as Xianian. Uh, lately, we've basically named this point as Xia Ju Xu. Xia Ju Xu. Again, Xia means lower. Ju means giant. Xu means a space. A space. So again, this has a lot to do with, um, within or between some of the muscle skeletures. Uh, so how would you locate this point? So one location is nine sun below stomach 36. And uh, basically, if it's a 16 sun measurement on the, to the lateral malleolus from stomach 35, one would divide it in half and locate one sun distal to that division mark of eight sun. I tend to, once again, locate the tibialis anterior muscle and needle this point, stomach 39, or shajushu in the distal aspect of the tibialis anterior muscle, just before the tenderness aspect is uh, is visible or palpated. Okay. Great, great, um, excellent. And uh, um, let us uh, move on to uh, you know, I do have some thought to this. You know how when you lie down uh, on your back face up. You know how your leg kind of leans out. You know, when the legs mm-hmm. leans out, it puts some pressure on that point. So sometimes when I needle that point, it feels like there is a certain amount of tightness to that point. Do you have that, uh, yes. do you have that feeling? And, um, I think I know what you mean. Yes. Okay. I believe I know what you mean. Yes. All right. Yeah. So this is um, a, but- yeah, go ahead. So this is a lower Hersey point for the small intestine. It's also the meeting point with the Chong channel, with the Chong channel. This point has regulating intestines and stomach function, opens up channel collaterals and calms the spirit. Again, and also clears damp heat, gets rid of any kind of congestion, dissolve any kind of congestion. Since it's a small intestine lower Hersey point, so it's, uh, as we know, Hersey point is to be used to treat the interior organs directly. So therefore, uh, this point is very good to treat small intestinal problems, pelvic problems, abdominal problems, 
Um, and uh, how would you use this point for Jim? Well, I would use it primarily for the small intestine or intestinal issues related to diarrhea, abdominal discomfort, and borborygmus. I do want to mention, and I'm taking this chance because you just got off a plane from after a long trip from China, to say again, based upon the discovery that the lower Hussey points do in fact affect the channels related to those organs, I've seen it also effective for small intestine neck pain, small intestine neck pain, such as in rotating the head when the levator scapula is affected. Now, there's a certain degree of reliability. It's not the most reliable point, but it has been useful for that as well. Yeah, I think it's excellent if you can massage this point when you're on the airplane ride, where, you know, sometimes you just cannot get up so often. I mean, you know, it's to be known that every half hour to an hour of time, you should really get up for maybe about five to ten minutes, move around if uh, if it's allowable. Uh, I would uh, really uh, I would really do that. The other thing is, is that some of the research have shown that the uh, needle in this point actually cause contractions of the appendix. Uh, very very interesting uh, showing of some of these uh, studies. Uh, you got anything else to add? No, no. Okay. Not at this point. Okay, so let's take a look at point uh, combinations. You can combine stomach 39 with large intestine 11 and spleen 3 to treat for diarrhea uh, or diarrhea with uh, pus and blood. You can use this point with combined with gallbladder, uh, uh, gallbladder 34 uh, for uh, lower gel uh, numbness. You can also add stomach 25 and bladder 50, uh, 40 to treat for acute colitis. You can combine with CV12, uh, CV4 to treat indigestion with water diarrhea. You can uh, use this point and uh, um, treat um, uh, urinary issues as well as manic issues. Um, and uh, a very widely used point for different conditions. And uh, how would you needle this point? I tend to need it perpendicularly, one point, uh, 1.0 to 1.5 sun deep. Okay. Some uh, textbook says 0.8 to 1.2 sun. So I think it really depends on the size of their calf, the size of their leg. Exactly. You can also max out this point. And in the classics, uh, this point has been well documented for pelvic pains, for small abdominal pains, for small intestinal issues, and even for hernia. Testicular pain can also be used. And for yellow urination and for mastitis as well, heel pain as well. So quite a bit, quite a bit. It does a lot of different things with this point. You got anything to add? No, I think we have it. Okay, great. Well, I think that does it today. We look forward to uh, look at Stomach uh, 40 onward uh, in our next uh, visit of uh, these wonderful points. Uh, Jim, thank you so much to be with me today. Thank you, Dr. Gao. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of these acupuncture points. And we look forward to visiting with you again in our next episode. In the meantime, we wish you wellness and health. <laughs>